The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business. Greetings of the day, my fellow listeners, and welcome to another edition of Building Better Businesses. I am your host, Steve Eschbach. I am the owner of a local business here called Transworld Business Advisors of Naperville, which is 40 miles west of Chicago. Even though I am a local business owner, I'm part of a huge global company. Transworld is the largest and the fastest growing business brokerage in the world. We have offices in about 16 different countries, of course, the United States being one of them. And uh, as part of this uh, Building Better Business podcast, I'm delighted to have someone that is going to be talking about something I am curious about becoming an expert on, and that would be LinkedIn, marketing, advertising, and et cetera. So it is my pleasure to uh, introduce AJ Wilcox. His company is called Beta Linked, and that came as a result of his having experiences prior to him finding that company and taking it to the next level. That's all I'm going to talk about his company. The rest is going to be on AJ. So AJ, number one, thank you very much for joining us. And let's hear more about your story. Tell us who it is you are now, how you got there, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. So B2Link, it's a kind of putting together of business to business of B2B and LinkedIn. And I realized that I couldn't put LinkedIn in my domain name because uh, LinkedIn would probably get pretty upset about that. <laughs> so, but yeah, we're an ad agency that focuses only on LinkedIn ads. It's, it's you know, I've spent over $135 million at this point on LinkedIn's advertising platform. And, you know, we finally cracked the code. Like it's, it's not an easy platform to, to manage and run. And we figured out the way to pay the least amount for it and get the best quality leads out of it. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, I tell you, that's something that I think a lot of business owners would like to uh, to replicate if they could. And I'm sure using you as a, as a guidepost, if you will, to help them get there is definitely something worth their while because uh, advertising, particularly on social media, is very, very difficult and uh, you want to be able to focus in on that. So we're going to talk more about that in a moment. Going to talk about how you got to where you are today, but I'm going to have to rewind the videotape a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about you as a child. Let's talk about your upbringing. Where were you born and raised and uh, what kind of uh, influence did you have from mom, dad, and uh, the rest of your family? So uh, let's hear about that. Great. Well, I was born and raised in Utah and I, I don't claim that very often because most of my upbringing was in Arizona. But when uh, you know my parents, my family were all super conservative, my dad worked at pretty much the same bank like his entire career until he retired a couple of years ago. And, you know, he, from that, I learned a lot about money, and I also learned what it meant to be financially conservative, to be savings-minded, and to avoid risk, <laughs> uh, which was kind of interesting that I went on to own a business. Yeah, no, that sounds great. So uh, what were your interests when you were a little boy growing up in Utah? By the way, I will tell you that I lived in Colorado for four years, and people will tell you that Colorado's got the best snow, but everyone in Colorado says, 
look to Utah for the better snow. But that's beside the point. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about your childhood and uh, you know what your interests were and how they kind of formulated to where you are today. Yeah, I've always loved anything electronic, anything computers. We had an, a very early version of the internet, <laughs> uh, an old 486 computer that was running um, uh, the Prodigy internet service. It was before there was a World Wide Web. There were just little Prodigy basically apps that you could access. And I just, I love anything with technology. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that I can beat you with that. I know about 286 and I also know <laughs> about America Online, AOL. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just in path. So you had an affinity for computers, the internet and whatnot. Did that kind of enter into your your childhood education and then high school and then going to college? Is that how it all came to be? Or is that peripheral and then brought in? How did that all work? Well, definitely technology played a piece. And it was to the point where I think in my fourth grade class, I had a teacher who he wasn't very good at typing. And I was the fastest typer in the class just because I was playing on keyboards at home. And so he would give me these extra credit tasks to go and type up some of his, his songs on the guitar that he wanted copies of. And we also had this, it was kind of like a, like a monetary system for the whole grade. And so it was his class plus three other teachers and it was really fun because I did these tasks and I liked it. It was fun for me. I ended up earning a lot more money and I became the richest person in the school's currency to where at the end of the year where there was this, this auction, I bought out the whole auction. I was being a jerk, but I would like bid people up when I knew that there was something that they really wanted. And I went home with just boxes and boxes of stuff. (laughs) That's cool. So that was your high school. No, that was your elementary school, right? Yeah, that was elementary. Yeah. So as you got into college or high school and college, um, did your interest, was it math oriented? Was it communications? Was it business? What was your interest when you were going to high school and eventually college? Well, in high school, I, I took a psychology class and I went, Ooh, I love thinking about how people think. This is really interesting to me. And so I thought for a while I wanted to be in psychology. And then I actually went to go serve a, a two-year mission for my church and, and the way that it works in our church, it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, you may have heard of the Mormons. We get called on a mission and we don't have any sort of influence over where we go. So I was called to go to Ukraine and it was speaking Russian. So after I went there, I, I kind of thought, ooh, you know, maybe there's value in like, you know, Russia is a, a big world power and, and I really am liking business now. Maybe there's like an international business slant to it. Well, <laughs> as it turns out, two years in, I just, I wasn't that great at Russian. Like my accent is terrible and it was fun. But when I got to the university, after I got back, I saw a marketing class and I remembered back to when my dad and I used to watch Star Trek episodes. And during the commercials, he would ask me questions like, Hey, who do you think that commercial's talking to? Like, what do you think the point of this is? And we'd kind of analyze it. So when I saw the marketing aspect of things, this, this, you know, in the business school, I went, Ooh, maybe that's for me. And I kind of abandoned the uh, international business land. Yeah. So did you ever, ever have a corporate job before getting into your entrepreneurial flair? Was there yeah. a corporate yeah, where, where was that? So originally, I mean, my dad, because he was so financially conservative, worked in banks. Uh, what he taught me was it's a really safe path to go and get an entry-level position and work your way up to manager and then director and then VP. And then, you know, that was the corporate path. And so when I was getting ready to graduate, I had this 
job where I was making more money than anyone else on campus doing this like high level networking and computer support. And, you know, because that's what I love, but I was really worried at some point that was like, well, I'm studying marketing and my job is in tech. Like who in the world is going to hire me in marketing when all I know is tech after I graduate. And it seems silly now, but back then, you know, the worries of a, a college student, I had a, a guest lecturer come into one of my classes who he came in and talked about search engine optimization. And as he was talking, it was like a light bulb went off for me. It was like, this is technology plus marketing. That's what I want to do. So I went up after class and just begged that poor man for an internship. And <laughs> that was my start. I worked in four different companies, kind of working my way up in digital marketing because of right. that influence. So you had some experience with LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn ad marketing prior to you starting B2 Linked. So tell me a bit about that. I think three years preceded your B2 Linked formation, right? So you yeah. had some experience with that. And I'm going to want a little bit of a comparison between Sales Navigator, which probably is more networking reach out, reach out than it would be ad. So tell me a little bit about how they differ and uh, how you effectively utilize LinkedIn for advertising, which all us business owners, I'm sure, would love to learn about. Yeah, sure. So when I uh, the most recent company that I worked for, it was before they went public. I was the first digital marketing employee, and I went in with all of my knowledge about uh, search engine optimization and and Google pay per click advertising and that kind of stuff. And I laid it all out to the CMO on my first day, and she went, "Okay, all that sounds great. Go ahead and execute it." But just so you know, we started a pilot with LinkedIn ads about two weeks ago. See what you can do with it. And at the time, I was like, I've never heard of LinkedIn ads, but I don't want to look stupid to my new boss. So I went and dove in. And about two weeks later, one of my sales reps came to me and just said, hey, AJ, we don't know what you're doing over here, but we're fighting over your leads. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. So I went to go look at these leads to see what he's talking about and you know, of all of the different advertising I was doing at that point, every single one of the leads that he mentioned came from LinkedIn. And that's when I went, huh, maybe there's something here. So long story short, I ended up growing that, that account to become LinkedIn's largest spending worldwide account. And after two and a half years of that, I went, okay, there's got to be more companies than just this that LinkedIn ads would be amazing for. So that was kind of where that came from. But I'll tell you kind of the different pieces of how you can use LinkedIn. I see that there are four different ways that someone could use LinkedIn. There's advertising like you know we've been talking about, but then you can have a profile where it's good enough that people come and find you. You show up in search results. There's one that's like reaching out, building your network. And that's where Sales Navigator really shines. And then there's a fourth, which is like posting content and putting things out there that, that attract people to you and you can even go viral on. Sales Navigator is, is amazing for those people who are doing outreach, trying to build their network because you can search for very specific people. Like I only want to find the people who are VP and above at companies with at least 500 people in this sector. You can do that and start building your network with the most influential people. So what do you think is the reason why you have had success before your current company and after you started your current company? Is there anything that you don't mind telling us about? I don't want to dig into your proprietary 
expertise here and what kind of separate, I'm going to ask you what separates you from the pack, but, but what is it that business owners are kind of missing with advertising on LinkedIn? Is there some way you can generalize that for us? I know you've got the expertise to hone in a lot deeper than we could on our own, but what, what is that one or two nuggets there that people seem to be missing? Business owners just seem to don't get and don't have time for. Yeah. And I don't know if it's necessarily something that the business owners are missing. I think it really comes down to the way that the ad platforms came about uh, with both Google and Facebook. They started with really, really low pricing. And so they let everyone come in and try it out. And everyone had success because it was so cheap. So they'd tell their friends and their friends would tell other friends and, and it just, it kind of swept the world. So you have thousands and thousands of Google ads experts and Facebook ads experts but LinkedIn started a little bit differently. They started out really expensive and they gave you the best business targeting. I mean, we can target by job title and company size and seniority and department and, and individual groups and skills. Like if you're in business to business selling a, a high-end, high, high-ticket item, then there just is nothing else that, that compares. But because they started out saying, you know, hey, you have to pay at least $2 per click from our platform while on Google and Facebook, people were paying, you know, let's say 20, 30 cents. LinkedIn's always been expensive. And because it's expensive, it's high risk, which meant that people would look kind of look at it and go, no, I'll go tackle Google and Facebook first before I come try it. So the fact that I got to spend, you know, millions and millions of dollars on the platform, figuring it out, figuring out how to get the best leads at the lowest cost, that was really what set us apart. I'm good at LinkedIn ads just from sheer repetition, from just running hundreds of tests, but anyone can do this. It, it's I just have the benefit of getting to spend $30 million of someone else's money before I went, oh, yeah. I think I get it. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. $140 million is a lot of money, but that's not necessarily out of your checkbook though, right? Exactly. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. That makes a little bit because I don't have $140 million in my checkbook right now, but um, but I do know that it takes spending money to make money. And I get that. And I, what I'm hearing too, AJ, is that I think with your LinkedIn ad program, it's more focused. So while you might be paying a little bit more, you're actually getting into the right area where you need to be uh, letting the world know who it is you are and what it is that you do. Is that kind of right by, by that? Yeah. I'm, I mean, there are a couple different ways that you can grow a business or, or at least like get people to learn about you. You can either organically grow it where you you just kind of put things out, provide value to the world until people refer their friends, uh, which is actually how I grew my business. Or you can take the shortcut, which is, okay, I'll pay. I'll get in front of all of my ideal target audience with something that is interesting and valuable to them. And then they'll know that I exist and, and you know, I'll start generating leads very quickly. Absolutely. So tell me about your transition from the corporate to your current, because there was just one stop from corporate to B to linked, right? Correct. Any other stops in between. So tell me a little bit about that transition. What kind of was the impetus behind you saying, I got to go out on my own. I got to be able to do this dedicated. And then tell me a little bit about the team you develop and the type of clients you go after now. That's a long, but it gives you an opportunity to kind of give me your story from your perspective. Great. Well, it's a, an interesting one for sure, because I never thought that I would run a business. Uh, it just, it never occurred to me. I loved startups. I loved the energy. I loved hanging around people who were, who were building something. But if you would have asked me, I would have never said that I was going to lead a company. 
Well, what happened is I learned so much about this ad platform and was looking around going, wow, there's no one else out there talking about LinkedIn ads. This is, it's like the, the platform doesn't exist, but here I've had so much success with it. And so I kind of had in the back of my mind, like maybe there's an opportunity here. Well, my path was kind of accelerated because after about two and a half years at this company, I was actually laid off. And when I got laid off, I had to go home and tell my wife who had three kids on her lap with one on the way (laughs) that I didn't have a job anymore. And because we're so financially conservative, she was like, okay, well, I want you to go get a job. And I said, well, what about this idea for an ad agency that specializes just in this, this LinkedIn ads platform? And she was like, it sounds risky. I think you should go get a job. <laughs> so I dutifully went and interviewed for a whole bunch of positions, but every single one that I interviewed for, and, and I got four offers and, and brought them home, none of them felt right. We'd discuss them. You know, we're religious, so we prayed about them and just felt like, no, that's that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And so out of desperation, I kind of said, well, okay, what about this idea I've been cooking up? And the answer that we got through prayer was, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Pursue that. And so I call myself an unlikely entrepreneur for sure. Well, you know, it's amazing that you mentioned that, AJ, because there's quite a few out there. I've, uh, I've actually sold three businesses to executives in transition. And all I asked them was the question, have you ever thought about owning your own business? And they said, tell me more. And then I left it up to them to take it to the next level. But, you know, sometimes, and I don't know how best to describe it, but your situation kind of creates the basis for which you get into being an entrepreneur. And I think it gets pretty exciting is once you get involved. I think once you get in it, you're not going to turn yourself back. I think you can attest to that. So okay. tell me a little bit about your team now. So I know there's more than just AJ on the team. It's probably grown over time. Who do you look for to be a part of your team? And then what type of clients are you looking to target? I mean, is it all over the map? Is it any industry? Is it mostly tech? So again, how'd you get your people? Describe your team. And then how do you go about getting your clients? Yeah. So there are about 15 of us at this point. We've grown very quickly in about the last year and a half. But before that, it was very slow. Uh, I think we only had two employees before that like period of massive growth. But um, what we look for, because I can teach anyone marketing, like marketing is one of those skills that just like there are certain principles that anyone can be taught. So what we're looking for, we're looking for someone who's hungry, who is excited to get their shot, their step in into the digital marketing industry. And if they're hungry, if they're excited about the industry and they want a mentor, then that's perfect. I can teach them and we'll watch them go and become rock stars. Yeah. What we look for, so LinkedIn ads is like we've talked about, it's expensive, but it has amazing targeting. So it'll generate the best leads. So because it's expensive, we look for those companies who have high lifetime values uh, if they acquire a new client, it's going to be worth at least $15,000 to them over their lifetime. And if that's it, and they've got a specific kind of persona that they go after, then LinkedIn ads are, are a total no-brainer. So that spans everything from business to business lead gen to higher education to white-collar recruiting. It's all over the map, but high ticket prices, high lifetime values is the, the tie that binds them together. So getting back to the companies there, do you have to be a certain revenue level, for example, to consider this? Like, is there some threshold where that if you're below this, you're probably not going to make it with your LinkedIn ads, you should stick with the others, but, or maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. Help me out there. Am I getting that wrong? 
No, uh, we've seen success with all different sizes of companies, but certainly because because LinkedIn's ads are expensive, you need a pretty significant budget to test them thoroughly. And yeah. so we don't like to approach it with less than about $5,000 per month in advertising. Okay. And that usually gets us enough data that we can actually test properly and say, yes, this is working. You should continue. But you know, we've worked with smaller companies and who have smaller budgets and we just have to be a little bit more patient, but certainly the bigger the budget, the faster you can figure it out. Sure. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Well, unfortunately we're running out of time, AJ. So there's a lot more I'm sure we can talk about with LinkedIn ads, as you very well know, and I know, but uh, it's critically important to uh, learn more. So number one, before we get to finding out who you are, where we can find out more information about you, is there anything that we haven't talked about that we, or you should want our audience to know about? Is there anything we missed in your uh, expertise here that we might have uh, not covered enough? I think the biggest piece is that in digital marketing, we're used to having targeting that is a little bit fuzzy. And so there's not a whole lot we can do with it other than just targeting the people that we think are most likely to do business with us. But because LinkedIn's are so good, we can put people into very defined buckets. Like if we're looking for decision makers, we can have one campaign that's just managers, another that's just directors, another that's just VPs, and we can compare them against each other. So you're generating the same leads, but you're also getting data back, like behavioral data that is better than if you were to run a a focus group and ask people questions. You can see how people interact with what you put out there. So that's my thing is, uh, you know, think of it as more than just lead generation. It's learning about your ideal target audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. The last question I have for you, of course, is uh, how do we find out more about AJ Wilcox and B2Linked? Where do we go to find that information out? Yeah. If you go to our website, b2linked.com, you can fill out the form on any of those pages and get in touch with us. We'd love to help explore with you. And also, if you find me on LinkedIn, just make sure you customize the connection request to say you heard me on Steve's show, just so I know to accept the request. But I'd love to be connected and you can follow me there for like all the stuff that I'm constantly sharing. Well, that's great, AJ. I appreciate you sharing the, uh, the aspect of LinkedIn that many people probably are not aware of and most likely should be because of the focus there that, uh, that you get. So uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening in. This is Steve Eschbach with another edition of Building Better Businesses. Please be sure to join us for other episodes that'll just give you a little bit more insight on how to build your better business. Thank you so much. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business.